charge of this government and I am in control of what we are doing. Tunaelewana wenzangu. Hi guys, uh, what's up? Uh, welcome to This is Bunge, which is a political analysis podcast hosted by me, Sandrine Mambura. And your boy, Jagim. <laughs> At you what? Jagim. That's where I come from. I'm from game. So in Lua, it's Jagim. Jagim. Yeah. What I could lie. What's your name? I don't want to say my name because I want to be politically anonymous. Anonymous. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of This is Bunge. This has been a long time coming, but we are so excited to start this um journey of political analysis with you. Um right now I'm joined by yes, uh repeat your name please. Sir. Jagim Ushasao. Jagim. Yeah. Okay. We know him by Victor. <laughs> <laughs> you in Takata. Okay. Um but we also have another host called Nalo who is not here with us today but we are so excited to start our first episode and we have some hot topics for you Sindio. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the vibe. Yes. Um so me personally I'm um I'm just a small town girl from uh, Korea um which is a, a marginalized tribe. Do you know what a marginalized tribe is, Jagim? Yeah. Eh. Those small 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 tribes that needs to be banished or what? Banished. <laughs> okay, so integrated with other tribes. Like for eh. example, you guys can integrate with with us Lewis. Eh. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Become one tribe. He's one just tribe. He's just saying that cuz uh we're part of the Migori county which is um we are close to you guys. Is close to the Lua tribe, but uh we are kind of marginalized cuz we are we're a small group of people in Nyanza region in in Kenya but um we have a lot to say as you will see coming up in this podcast but uh yes and uh maybe um you'll get to know us a bit more because if you just think that Kenya is made up of two tribes utajua <laughs> that there are many more three tribes Sindio mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you Jagim <laughs> so yeah my name is Jagim mm-hmm. uh, Jagim is uh <laughs> Is a Luo. Is a Luo. I come from Siaya County. Yeah, and I'm in multimedia university doing political science and sociology. So politics is just my vibe. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. Politics is just your vibe. Well, I guess uh, Jagim has introduced his whole CV. But <laughs> Mimi, Mimi, I'm... When I'm a Kusumami show, she introduced... Okay, what are you saying, Basi? Relax, relax. I'm an international relations major, the best major <laughs> to do do ever okay and i do it in <laughs> i do it in usiu which is um one of the top universities for international relations in east africa not okay. strathmore no well, I- 
it's USIU. Okay. We can argue on that maybe I now. don't want to. I, I in, don't in, want to in a later episode. I'll be cancelled <laughs> by rich kids up on Twitter and I don't want that. So I'm okay. Yeah. Anyway, you guys will get to know us a bit more um, through the episodes. But I think one thing I can say for myself is I am uh, a liberal feminist. And you will see that come out a lot in our conversations. And uh, Jagim will also tell you his viewpoint on life and the perspective that he takes in our podcast, right, Jagim? Yeah, I'll, I'll only be serving you guys reality checks. So I'm a realist. Pia. He's a realist. Yeah. He's into realism. Me, I'm a, a, a liberalist and I am into liberalism. <laughs> so when Nalo comes, maybe he'll bring his his other perspective. I don't know if it's realist, if it's liberalist, but I feel like it's somewhere in between. Cindy? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't side. Yes. Um, so. Before we start our topics. Mm-hmm. So you guys in USA, you voted. Tuli vote. Tuli vote here Biden. Ndiyo manali shinda. Why not Trump? Because Trump ain't ish. Let me not say the other word. Because Trump ain't ish. No, Trump was a realist. He's a realist, yeah. but I'm a liberalist. So, yes. Okay. Trump gave us the best means. I mean, and also these guys. This guy doesn't hide behind other politicians or the deep state or something. He'll just say. But this guy will be bombing Iraq and whatever. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh my gosh, Victor wants to get us cancelled. <laughs> Victor slashed the game. I'm sorry. Sometimes you guys will hear me refer to him as Victor. Sometimes I'm not called Victor. You'll hear me referring to him as Jagim. Victor is a white supremacist name. I'm just trying to get used to the vibes, okay? I'm okay. trying to get used to it. Okay. Yeah. I think we can go to our topics right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So for our first topic, you already like started it. Um. And we're going to talk about uh, Trump and his... Um, exit from the White House. Uh, so what are your opinions about that and his speech that he gave that was very... Short. Yes. And precise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I said, Trump is another realist. This guy doesn't hide behind his feelings. He will say what he wants to say. Mm. Yeah. As in, that's that's a person who... As in, okay, the only problem with Trump is is that he doesn't know how to do things. Mm. He just knows how to shout and make memes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, okay, he was not a good president, but the realist aspect of him was what was making me like Trump. Mm. Yeah, but I feel like Trump was given too much leeway in his presidency. You don't feel like that? Why do you say so? Um, he was given too much freedom of speech until the last moments when he was banned from Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was allowed to say too much. And he was allowed to do too much. But that's the aspect behind democracy. But democracy to what extent? You know what I mean. Does democracy have an extent? It has an extent, especially in Africa. For example? For example, Museveni. Okay, first of all, <laughs> democracy wasn't made for Africans. So it can't work in Africa. That's why we are really suffering as Africans with this democracy thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But then uh-huh, Trump, Trump was just... <laughs> You see, that's the aspect of freedom of speech in in democracy, right? Mm. And then uh, there's this 
biased that African countries oh sijui uh, we like rioting sijui is it abia so it happened kwa kina Trump and th- these guys were like yeah we are behaving like third world countries but that's democracy that's the real democracy so as much as it's not working in Africa i can see that uh USA has experienced one of the most democratic times ever mm. yeah you think that the USA is more democratic than it was like 10 15 years ago yeah Wow. Uko kuna deep state nyingine kali. They own your lies. Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Trump really was very nonchalant about his leave from the White House because he's he was talking about at a oh um you guys have a good life Sidri what uh, we're going to come back in a different form. What do you feel like this form is going to look like if he's saying that he's going to come and take over the white house again what do you think that's going to look like how is he going to take up take over the white house mm, see i'm i'm feeling like maybe he'll run in the next uh, that guy was impeached twice yeah so you think he can't run again he can't run again you don't think so who will vote for him see his guys and the deep state also it's it's there but yeah bid in kura ikanyima trump kabisa zinako na say but okay mm. i don't know if the elections were stolen mm. but trump was saying that to stolen and everyone was ignoring him that's a red flag to me mm-hmm. like why ignore someone when when he, when he says that amibi wa kura you need to pay me quick happen in africa you see bobby wine amefungiwa kwa nyumba mseven stole the votes the tallies are still coming and it's showing it's showing bobby wine is on the lead mm-hmm. Also in Kenya into a seven if you guys can remember Stima ilipotea Raila was leading Stima mm-hmm. zikapotea That's then, true. Yeah. Nini ukweli? So nini uh, Trump losing okay he was claiming that he was stolen from since the votes because it was the elections mm-hmm. were rigged. Mm-hmm. I think the institutions should have done something about it provided with the evidence Trump with came with but akaka mm-hmm. and people just focusing on impeaching him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like uh you have covered what Trump is trying to do which is you know trying to basically basically populate the masses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to put together the the little man. The 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 guys who aren't really normally you know exactly and yeah. I think that moves very gently into our next topic okay. which is um Uganda <laughs> and and everything that's happening there and uh, Museveni and Bobby Wine and what do you think about uh, the election okay. outcome mm-hmm. we all knew that Museveni will win Bobby yes. Wine is going to yes. lose I mean you knew, it's yes. Museveni of course M7 is a very <laughs> I don't know what to call him but umse ameshikilia Uganda and Uganda is his he controls the military everything everything mm-hmm. so yeah the election started even before the election dates were there mm-hmm. like people are just <laughs> ticking ticking yeah ticking before. and filling the ballot boxes before even the election started mm-hmm. and Bobi Wine was just there talking to the masses being popular everything everything but then the institution is corrupt yes so, yeah the electoral institutions are corrupt so at a, yeah he was going to lose anyways Yeah. I think what I have to say about that is I was reading an article yeah. about um the European Union and their opinion on um 
what is going on in Uganda and I was also seeing that Sidri Facebook banned yep. Uhuru's comments from uh, seeing uh, congratulatory remarks to Museveni for winning and I feel like um, all these western companies and western political parties um international organizations like the EU they're so quick to tell us what we're doing wrong in terms of democratic um first of all the upholds. and i don't know i don't know like what point they have to tell Uganda that um we are giving them results prematurely because that's basically what the EU was saying that okay. when the announcement of um Museveni was done that uh, the results were announced prematurely yeah. and that we shouldn't be celebrating his win you know what i mean and fair enough i think as africans we all know that Museveni probably shouldn't be holding that seat yeah. but who is to say that the EU should be the one telling us that we are not supposed to so we cannot ignore the fact that EU is a very big organization in the mm-hmm. world right mm-hmm. so keep line you're gonna say because we borrowed democracy from these first world countries right mm-hmm. and I also feel like uh, Bobby Wayne had been sponsored by those first world countries or the EUs or th- those institutions yeah and they couldn't accept the laws as much as it was he won but technically he won but then he lost mm-hmm. and yeah maybe they were for Bobby Wine and not for Museveni mm-hmm. usually they do that if the president is not favoring those guys they'll find a way to remove the guy mm-hmm. or just find something just say something just fishy to remove the guy from office if if Museveni was favoring the EU they would have said congratulations you seven you guys have won blah 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 and the EU story in but i think that Bobby Wine was kind of favoring EU in terms of maybe but the interesting thing is that the Museveni government has stopped all sort of international ambassadors or international um cooperators from seeing Bobby Wine yeah. ever since the end of the electoral process. So they were saying that Bobby Wine was going to go to the US embassy where he won't be touched. Mm-hmm. But then mm. the military came and blocked the house. So What do you think a... would happen if something like that were to occur in like Kenya? You know, I feel like Kenyans are a bit more riled up. I think there would be a bit of a backlash. Ama, what do you think? If you look at the past elections, mm-hmm. do we see anything different from what happened in Uganda? Mm. I mean I won't say the okay the jubilee guys it was rigged even Moses Kuria came on Twitter and say hey congratulations Raila yo you have won maybe watukura and something like that so, you know, as in if that happened that that has already happened in Kenya and the people didn't do anything maybe twizile matiagas tupatu mahali watokanyamaza and people went back to their suffering and everything i mean our country has a very high debt not a deep your day by the way <laughs> it's just us it's just us though and that's sad it's worrying yeah but do you think that um maybe Kenya can learn from 
Uganda's mistakes and I don't know try to prevail. I mean, we already have. I feel it's like it's like it's vice versa. Mm. It's Uganda learning from Kenya's. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like honestly, we're going in the same kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're following the footsteps of Uganda. That's why I'm saying, can Kenya learn from Uganda that? democracy is really something important because with the whole BBI initiative isn't it just going back to um you know keeping this power in one circle that is just 360 you know what i mean it's not moving to any other people first of all you know okay according to what i understood understood from the BBI they want to share their national cake with everyone mm, but it's it's not come but on then, but then mm. okay i liked the idea of bbi but but i didn't like the aspect of increasing mm. members of the executive mm. so we'll be overrepresented in short bbi is like um they're saying that if akikuyu becomes a president um a luya kamba and whatever the fourth tribe represented by the how many deputy presidents i think they were four mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. yeah they will still be part of the national cake let's call it that and they will partake the national cake as in all tribes will have a chance to take the national cake and like right now where the winner takes it all the two tribes okay for example let's say for jubilee mm-hmm. the kales and the kikoyos they are eating the national cake peke yao mm. it seems like that so the bbi is like trying to eradicate eradicate that idea mm-hmm. yeah But is it doing it effectively because don't you feel like the eating of the national cake isn't really isn't it's not really in the topmost part of government right yeah. it's in the people who are coming in who are taking over yeah. right yeah. and the people who are taking over and who are coming in are not really um they're not cukes and they're not kalenjins yeah they're the elite exactly so I won't start that hustler and whatever uh-huh. narrative because that's a very contradictory mm. statement. Hata imeanza kuleta shida size. Whereby you can see these the guys burning cars of people and then they think that these guys are dynasties when they get an accident. Mm. So it's a very contradictory statement that But uh, speaking of contradictory statements, I think we can move on to um what Uhuru said about us uh, spending 2 billion per day. And uh, what do you think about that statement that he made in a in a recent uh should I say speech? I must should I yeah. say what what should I say? The 2 billion thing being stolen uh, every day. Yes. I mean it's it's very worrying because uh This is the head of state. Mm. He comes to tell us that someone is stealing our money 2 billion every day and is doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. He's saying it confidently. Yeah. Without uh fail. Head of state saying that. Yes. I mean, he has power to tell uh, the anti-corruption team, mm. yeah, to to work to get these corrupt guys. But then you find that as much as he is the head of state, he also has this corruption ties which is limiting him to uh, from from arresting the other guys because they are, they are kind of interlinked the corruption gang is interlinked so ukichoma moja watakuchoma i don't know what even to say about that because you're the head of state you're you're the one who's supposed to be making sure that this country money is not being stolen 
And you Money is not being stolen, but guys are buying iPhones for I don't know <laughs> how much. iPhone X at one ninety thousand. Mm. iPhone like, X ni pesangabe. It's like sixty five k right now or something like that. Sixty five. Yeah, it lost the value very fast. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it wasn't popular by the by Billy Soka. What I can iPhone X, Anna. Yeah, so it lost a lot of value, and this guy are purchasing that phone with triple the price. Mm. That's in that's in Kiambu, whereby we find that Waititu was impeached because of embezzlement of mm-hmm. funds. Embezzlement of funds. So is it that in Kiambu the woman Galia Pekaki kona corruption? Because I I feel that this corruption is everywhere, even in Nairobi. So kwa kwa sema yo pesa mepote pesa mepote si jimenda happy, but eh, come on. Um, I think I really. I don't know what to say about Kenya and the embezzlement of funds. I think it's just become sort of a hilarious tragedy, especially over COVID-19. And that's something that I want to talk about because it's interesting, yeah? Yeah. Uh it's kind of a uh a, a like a very weird time um because we talk about corruption, but then at the same time Um we're talking about COVID-19 which um was really affecting us in 2020 but when you see the reports in 2021 it's like tukosawa when i get like our numbers are not rising our death tolls are not increasing and then no but let me finish they're not increasing and then you want to compare it with also the amount of people that they're testing because that's important as well right yeah. they're testing the same amount of people that they were testing in november but the people who they're testing are not getting sick so i'm wondering what is going on jage <laughs> what is going on because i'm like guys are embezzling funds but guys are not getting sick you know yeah. so where is this money going because i'm seeing also a reduced number of like severe people going to hospital people getting sick so like what is going on so from when corona started i felt like the media was kind of the media was being controlled by these guys in the government akila i won't say names okay aponeza fungu samatu samatu yeah the media was highly Hatu being controlled judge where the media was heavily being controlled by these heads of state whereby they just i felt like they were just stating some numbers to suit the activities which are happening at that time like for example uh when we started at the first the first the two patients mm. people are saying that was a scam mm. at yalikuja na corona alafu wakapona okay Just to, it, it was I, f- I feel like it was done to scare people and to also show hope to the people mm-hmm. but then uh, it can also be that it was done so that these guys can have the money there's some money that's needed to sort this covid out mm-hmm. and then when the money was released it was embezzled like ilipotea pesa covid people are going to hospital they are paying 40k and you're supposed to be free to be treated for covid mm-hmm insurance hata zilikataa mambo za covid and many people lost their jobs by the way because of this covid thing mm-hmm. we are hearing that oh kuna pesa fulani imetolewa covid there'll be free masks there'll be sanitizers mm-hmm. everything but we're not seeing them we are buying masks every day mm-hmm. 
the media being controlled is one of the factors that I can say that it has allowed the health sector mm-hmm. to embezzle the funds. I feel like if Nalo was here, Angesema to to Chome State House. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? Nalo cannot see that. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think um, what uh, Jagima said is very true. Um, but I think we need to look at it from a reality perspective. Yeah. You know, um, it's difficult uh dealing with a pandemic like that yeah. but I think that Kenya has not done the best job <laughs> at um, handling the COVID ha- thing, handling the COVID thing. Yeah. so I don't know what to do I don't know what to do um, in terms of uh, reaching out to the various um, arms of government in terms of of creating solutions especially for these people who live in settlements that are, are informal yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. the kiberas the madaris the yeah. kayoles who i feel like are genuinely affected by not only the health um aspects of covid-19 but also the economical um you know backlash yeah. you know what i mean but here this is bunge we we we, we want to also be um solution driven we don't want to just um give nev- negative like thoughts of um um what our government is doing but we also want to give um an open space for people to think about uh solutions you know so what i wanted to ask you yeah. is what do you think uh the government could be able to do during this time to help those people in in informal settlements people who really aren't getting the help that they need to be getting during this time what can the government be doing first of all we don't have the right people for this job mm-hmm. let me start with that mm-hmm. because even if we get solutions they won't be done mm-hmm. people will just be left there as imtaskia to kwa tv people will clap and everybody will just go home and yeah mm-hmm. you'll forget about it mm-hmm. so one of the solution i can say is that a lot of money was being used during the covid time right mm-hmm. okay it was stolen i think that the the anti corruption team should go and investigate on this matter Mm-hmm. and find where i found out where the money had gone to you can hear that there are cases like uh these things were being resold to other countries yani you buy something with our tax you buy these equipments for covid fighting covid with our tax then you go and sell it to other countries of which that's not fair i mean why should we serve other countries with our tax i mean why are we paying tax while well, it's not serving us so for these people from yes. informal settlements mm-hmm. These most of the these guys usually have day to day earnings like ile wanapata pesa ya leo na ni hivyo ndio wanaipanga tu leo alafu kesho kiamka and the economy has been really impacted with this covid right mm-hmm. yeah so i think first of all they should remove the curfew because curfew is really limiting mm-hmm. the potential of people in helping themselves in these tough times mm-hmm. uh if we remove the Limit- curfew you you feel like they should remove the curfew yeah okay. many businesses were running at night that one you cannot deny yeah that's true yeah and i feel like kwanza these bars mm. and clubs like me bado wana run wacha tusiseme uongo 
yeah wana run but see uka wote only the the ones that can pay the police hata si kulipa police kulipa hiyo fee ya ku run just generally yeah. you know to be able to provide those drinks and those meals without you know cutting at a loss <laughs> yeah i think at, right now people have just accepted covid and they are just li- they are living it mm. so it's like where ukipata no dead you need to ukipata to survive when you're good to endelea na maisha i know that's insensitive to say but that's the reality of the matter mm-hmm. yeah i think and the government should also side with the people right because it said come atisha kubali covid iko like yeah mm-hmm. so if you don't wear your mask you ni shida kukipata covid and you go to hospital you nafaa kwa shida yako though i know the government is supposed to uh, kind of control us in fighting covid right mm-hmm. but then how they are controlling us it doesn't make sense because right now schools have been opened and someone is saying that these students should go and learn under trees mm-hmm. is that even fair Mm. I mean during that covid period he should have done something It's been a year. Yeah. He should have done something about the classes and try to make even more classes for people so that they can fight covid in the learning institutions. But this guy is not it's not doing something just coming to TV and telling your parents are not allowed to go to school, the media is not allowed to go to schools and record and everything. Yes, I actually just sorry to cut you short, but I just saw some other uh comment that magoha made saying that uh children shouldn't be allowed to come to school with um sanitizers sanitizers and i mean do you think it makes sense okay as long as this the school provides sanitizers but wanna provide lakini 5 liters sio ni kidogo sana so he said that it has we are people from using sanitizers to burn the schools ndio mm-hmm. but then if that's going to happen like people the students should not come with their sanitizers it mm-hmm. means that the school should be able to provide enough sanitizers for the students mm-hmm. right but then will the government provide enough sanitizers for the learning institutions mm-hmm. that's all we want to know mm-hmm. yeah wow i think that's definitely a good question to end on yeah. do you think that um the government will be able to provide not even just sanitizers but just generally you know for students for people for citizens um during the covid uh, 19 time um i think that for me we've covered those topics really well yeah. but um as time goes on we'll still continue um looking at the topic of covid 19 because hooky too haendi mali. Yeah. Tuko hapo nayo, si ndio? We are still here with it. We should just learn to live mm. with covid mm. and just survive because right now it's like just you guys Jesus is on the wheel, the government has forsaken us mm-hmm. to solo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So as um our episodes progress, I think we'll still continue to look at that. Um but if um Uh, Jagim will allow me I will end our first episode there what do you think Jagim uh, that's okay mm-hmm. uh, you guys turn uh, subscribe to our podcast follow us and yeah wait for the next episode to be big and better and longer for sure we'll have more topics to discuss and we'll have also one of our other hosts who is Nalo anakuwa na content sana by the way yes. that guy has a lot of content Ata, we're feeling kind of 
off. Off with without him, right? Yeah. Usiliedo. But then he will come. He will come the next episode. I'll force him to come. Yeah, usiliedo. <laughs> I know, like, Dragon wanted to cry, but it's okay. Yo, he's my brother. Brother Ata, in Christ. Atakuja. Atakuja. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of This is Bunge. This is Bunge is a political podcast showing avid commentary on political affairs. It is a youth-centered engagement platform, and we hope that you guys will continue to listen to our episodes. And thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.